Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Tell somebody else, God has something for you today. And I believe if our faith mixed with his word, somebody can leave here healed. Somebody can leave here filled, set free by the power of the name of Jesus. Would you reach your hands to heaven right now? Lord Jesus, I thank you today for the power of your word, for your spirit moving in this place. Lord, I pray that you would fill every life and every heart. God, we pray right now for a breakthrough of the miraculous, God. We pray that you would work in a glorious way in this place, God. We're expecting, Lord, we are expecting by faith, Lord, for greater and greater and greater in the name of Jesus. And let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. I'll give you my title in just a moment. Amen. I want you to know Jesus can do all things. Look at somebody and tell them Jesus can do all things. You got to tell them that like you believe it. Jesus can do all things. But I want to ask you a question. Can Jesus do all things? We have assumed that Jesus could do anything because he has all power and he has all authority. But this morning, I'm going to share with you three things that Jesus could not or would not do. Therefore, I'm going to preach to you this morning on this thought, three things that Jesus did not do. Now, Scripture testifies to the fact that he who possessed all authority was limited in some measure. Yet even this is evident of his power in the power of restraint because restraint is still a powerful thing. When you go and you see a, a dam or a spillway and you see an entire body of water that is being held back by, by earth or rock or concrete and steel structure you look at that thing and you see the power that that wall has because it is the power to restrain amen what would be a destructive flow amen in mark chapter 6 it says and we read where jesus did not do many mighty works because of unbelief and so the first thing that jesus did not do is that he did not do many mighty works. Mark 6 and 5 through 6 says, he could there do no mighty work. Amen. And then verse number 6 says, because of their unbelief. Amen. So Jesus was more than willing to do many mighty works, but because of their unbelief, the scripture says, he could not there do no many mighty works. They recognized his miracles, but refused to admit that his power came from God. 
their judgment, their prejudgment, amen, their prejudice against Christ made them blind to the power of God. They denied the sequence of the supernatural. Jesus did not work miracles to create belief. I want to make this clear. Jesus did not work miracles to create belief, but he worked miracles where there was belief. Let me say that again. Jesus did not work miracles to make people believe. He worked miracles where the people would believe. Hallelujah. A modern unbelief does not, uh, modern unbelief denies the supernatural. Amen. Today people will accept uh, a Christian teaching or Christian philosophy, but at the same time they deny the lordship and the deity of Jesus Christ. Many are within the atmosphere of his influence and blessing, yet they are insulated from it at the same time because of their unbelief. I've seen people get healed on this side of the room and people go home sick on that side of the room. Amen. And there is no difference save the faith and the unbelief of the two people. The Bible says that God is no what? Respecter of persons. But I'll tell you what he is. He is a respecter of faith. He is a respecter of faith. He, he's not going to bless you, amen, because he likes you better than that one or you're of the right household or you have the right education or you have the right financial status. None of that means anything to Jesus because you can have all the riches in the world and unbelief and Jesus will not touch and he will not move in their life. Or you could be a beggar on the street, but if you have faith in Jesus Christ, he can work a miracle in your life life. He healed begging lepers. He healed blind Bartimaeus. He raised a widow's son from the dead. Jesus can do anything as long as there is faith. As long as there is faith. As long as there is faith that God can and will do anything. God wants to do the miraculous in some of your lives this morning, but you let your unbelief insulate you from the impact of the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. Your giving won't force God to bless you. Amen. It doesn't matter how good you are, it won't force God to work a miracle. But it is faith. Amen. I, I was talking with Brother Garza this morning in the office and he came to me and he said, you know, I, I don't know if it's nerves or whatever, but I'm anxious. I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go and see what God's going to do in the Philippines. And he was uh, kind of talking, asking me some tips. And I said, let me tell you something. When you, when you go to a foreign country, when you go to a third world country, I told him this. I said, whatever you preach, you better believe it. I don't think it's a problem, but I reemphasize this. Anybody that goes with me, I say, if you preach miracles, you better believe miracles, and there better be miracles. Because if you say God's going to heal somebody tonight, they've got the faith that God is going to heal somebody. 
Their trust is not in medicine. Their trust is not in the government. Their trust is not in hospitals. Their trust is not in bankers. But their trust is in the name of the Lord. I believe sometimes uh, we don't see miracles in America. It's because we have too much faith in the physician. We got too much faith in the bank. But Jesus said, I can do anything if you will believe. By faith, all things shall be possible. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost starting to move here. Hey, man, I told him, whatever you preach, you better believe it. Hey, man, if you preach healings, uh, you better get ready to see healings uh, because they're going to bring to you people in wheelchairs. Uh, and if you believe it, it'll happen. I can't wait to see the day on a regular occasion that in North America, in California, in Yolo County, in Woodland, in the Sacramento area, in the Bay Area, every service, somebody's getting healed because they say their only option it's Jesus must work it for me hallelujah I'm trying to raise your faith this morning he's not just the God of a goosebump he's not the God of a thrill and a tingle up and down your spine but he is still the Lord of the miraculous he's still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you Somebody shout, I believe that. I'm talking about miracle working power. Amen. I believe God can heal a headache. I believe God can touch your ingrown toenail. But I'm ready to see God heal some stage four cancer. I'm ready to see God turn some things around in your life. I'm ready to see necks that have been fused together and no movement begin to be healed and full range of motion. I'm ready to see God do the miraculous. But he won't do it where there's unbelief. He will only do it where there's a people that say, have your way, Jesus. Do what you want to do, Jesus. I believe you for the miraculous, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn around and touch somebody and tell them, don't get insulated. Come on, tell them, don't get insulated. Don't get insulated from the miracles of God. Don't get insulated from the blessing of God. Don't get insulated from God healing your body. Don't you get insulated with your unbelief. You gotta step out of that and say, Lord, whatever you wanna do, I believe you can do it. You can do anything. But people that live within the influence of God's kingdom live insulated from the miraculous of God. This insulation comes through prejudice, bigotry, pride, sin, and the closing of the mind to the divine spirit of God. So the mighty works that Jesus would do are thwarted when men will not believe for God to do it in their life. It's easy to believe for somebody else. It's easy to shout about miracles in South America. It's easy to say amen to miracles in the Philippines. It's something altogether different when the miracle is in my house and the miracle needs to be in my body but somebody's got to raise up with some biblical old time apostolic faith that says Lord I believe you can heal me. I don't need somebody special to lay hands on me. I don't need some kind of hocus pocus all from a TV salesman. I just need the power of God to work in my life when I believe. Somebody shout, I believe. 
Amen, amen. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. We must have faith. Amen. The old writer John Bynum, amen, in his book, the Holy War describes part of the defense of the town of Mansoul by one Mr. Prejudice with 50 deaf men at the gate called the ear opposing the prince of peace Emmanuel come to save their life moral conditions determine the absence of conversions there are saving exceptions when there is faith and belief amen I've come to tell somebody that if you have faith, if you have it only but the size of a grain of mustard seed, Jesus said you could speak to this mountain, be ye removed and go to yonder place and it shall be done. I'm not talking about our running faith. I'm not talking about boogie-woogie dancing faith. I'm talking about faith that speaks to a mountain of cancer, that speaks to a mountain of debt, that speaks to a mountain of sickness that speaks to a mountain of drug addiction and says be removed in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody go ahead and shout it if you believe it. I'm feeling faith starting to lift in this place this morning. It is believed by some theologians that the word unbelief is the one indicated sin of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1. It is the sin which the Bible says doth so easily beset us and upsets us. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You got to understand something. I happen to agree with that. That the sin that doth so easily beset us is our own belief. It's our own logic in the situation. Because we can't figure it out. We can believe for it as long as we can understand it. But see, God works in ununderstandable ways. God works in incomprehensible ways. I don't know why God does what he does, but I know this, he's God. The writer said, lay aside the sin and the weight that doth so easily beset us. I believe the sin of unbelief is one of the most easily besetting sins that's in the heart of mankind, amen, but that attaches itself to every believer, amen. If I said today that I believe God's going to work a miracle, the first thing you begin to think is, well, who needs a miracle and how big is their problem and how deep is their situation, amen, but our response should be, Lord, Lord, thou sayest it and I believe it. If you declare it, I believe it. There's a yea and an amen. There's a yea, thus saith the Lord from the pulpit and an amen from the congregation that says so be it. Lord, if you want to work a miracle, you can start with me. If you want to heal somebody, you can start with me. Lord, if you want to bless somebody, you can start with me. Somebody shout, I believe that. Amen. The second thing, the second thing that Jesus did not do 
amen, was to teach all things because of unreadiness. In John chapter 16 and verse 12, Jesus said, yet, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. So the second thing Jesus did not do is he did not tell everything. He did not teach everything. Jesus' teaching was conditioned and partial to suit the receptivity of his disciples. If they couldn't handle it, he didn't give it. There was finality in him who was the truth and the way and the life, yet, yet he considered the limitation of his own followers when he said, I, I, can't, I can't teach this because you're Amen. His, his reluctance is matched by their reluctance. He, he wished to reveal much, much more to them, but their ears were, were not tuned into him. Their ears and minds were tuned in to other things. Their spirits were dull. Amen. The disorder life frightened away the gentle dove and moving of the Holy Ghost in their life, which found no resting place in them. It is true now that capacity determines apprehension and containment of that which has been revealed. In other words, if you don't have capacity to receive it, God's not going to speak it. Amen. Let, let, me, let, me just, let me just sit here for a moment because it's amazing the things we can comprehend. It's, it's amazing the things we do have time for. And don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. It's amazing how much time we have for other things. For all the entertainment. It's amazing. Some folks, and, and I know I'm not talking to you, it's probably the person beside you. It's amazing to me that some folks can binge watch YouTube or Netflix, watch a whole series of shows. The 35 minutes of preaching is just, uh, I'm amazed at the people that can watch a three-hour ball game and remember stats and statistics, but 10 minutes after they walk out of the church door can't even give a good response to what was preached from the pulpit. It's amazing we can, we can recite and we can talk about favorite movies, favorite shows, favorite sports team. Amen. But get into the word of God and all of a sudden that conversation gets real shallow because we've not made room within us to be able to receive from the word of God. So we, he cannot teach much because we cannot retain much. closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the further we get in this, in, in, in this millennium that we're in, in this century, it, 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 it seems like church entertainment's at an all-time high, and, and the Word of God's at an all-time low. Amen. Services are built. They're built for, for 45 minutes of music, but only 15 minutes of preaching. And five minutes for an altar call to receive the 15 minutes of preaching. And in a lot of churches, it's not even 15 minutes of preaching. 
it's one scripture and 14 minutes of witty thought. Oh, hallelujah. I, I don't need Mark Twain wit and wisdom from the pulpit. I don't need the philosophy of men when it comes to my salvation and my soul. I want the word of God and I want the word of life because I'd rather when I get to heaven one day you look at me and say pastor you said some things that offended me you said some things that hurt me you said some things that I really didn't like and I went home upset more than once but I'm glad you said it because I'm here and I'm going to heaven today because you said things that didn't make me feel good but you preach the word of God rather than falling from the portals of God's throne room into hell saying, why didn't you say it? Why did you focus on entertaining on me? And why didn't you preach to me? I've come to tell you this is a church where we still preach the word of God and we still respond to the word of God and altar calls are still important. I long for the day when the altar call is equally as long as the worship service because nobody wants to get out of his presence. Nobody wants to move out of his glory. God's moving. People are seeking and finding and being healed. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Amen. So the capacity with which you have, amen, determines that which is revealed. And I, I've heard people say, well, God never shows me anything in Scripture. Well, pardon what I'm about to say. You, 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 you could be spiritually deep as a dime is thick. Maybe you got too much entertainment in you. Maybe you got too many friends that do not cultivate an atmosphere for God to speak into your life. Maybe, maybe you need to take a shovel of prayer and start digging out a place where the word of God can flow deeply into your life. The apostles were in school for three years. And yet they did not understand when he told them about the approaching cross and the resurrection. They were totally clueless. Jesus even spoke prophetically. And he said, tear this temple down and I will raise it up in three days. Jesus even said, as Jonah was in the belly of a well three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the earth. And they didn't get it. Their comprehension was focused in the wrong place. They were thinking about literal kingdoms. They were thinking about soldiers and, and physical thrones, but that's not what it was. Uh, there is a progression in revelation, and it is the same with understanding later. According to the promise of Jesus, uh, the Holy Ghost would teach them further and unfold the meaning of the parables and the things he preached in those three and a half years. Uh, amen. Are, are, are we responsive and ready to hear? 
hear his teaching? Are we responsive and ready to respond to the word of God when it comes forth? Are we cramped by tradition and a mindset sealed against the entrance of light and illumination into our life? Are we willing to hear and obey the truth as it is revealed to us by the Holy Ghost? If so, what is the Spirit saying to you today? If so, what is the Lord speaking into your heart today? What is he speaking into your life this morning? Because he could not teach all things. Because they couldn't handle it. Even the Apostle Paul would pick up on that and say, there were things in the Spirit been revealed to me that I cannot share with you. It is not lawful for me to speak of. In other words, he was saying, you ain't ready for what I've seen. You ain't ready for what God's spoken to me. I want to tell you something. When God gets ready to speak into my life, I don't want God to be limited, amen, because I have filled the capacity of my spirit with everything else in this world and everything else that life has. So listen, I know it's a Sunday morning, amen, but I'm going to preach it anyway. How much can God speak to you? How much can you retain from the preaching and the teaching of the word? Is God speaking to you in your prayer life? Is he revealing anything to you? If he is, you ought to get excited about that. That means that God is finding availability in your life to which he can plant and to which he can invest in you. I want to say it like this. Amen. I'm glad I'm a part of a church that emphasizes the word of God, that emphasizes the preaching of the word. I thank God for Sunday school. I thank God for great music and singing. I thank God for professional ushers and wonderful greeters. I thank God for a good ministry and ladies ministry, kids ministry, and an awesome youth ministry. I thank God for marriage ministry. I thank God for hyphen ministry, but I want to tell you something. All of that is a moot point. If we do not have the power and the demonstration of God in our life, we've got to have a flow of the Holy Ghost. We've got to see the miraculous of God. And when God gets ready to speak, I want to open my heart and say, speak unto me the words of life. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. You know what I feel? I feel faith stirring in the atmosphere. I feel like somebody's starting to say, hey, I, I think I realize what you're talking about. Uh, amen. I'd, mother, I'd, I'd much rather preach something that causes you to go home and clean out a closet uh, rather than make you run the aisles with a closet full of trash. I'd, I'd rather the preaching of God's word stir your heart uh, to where you say, I need to make room for the preaching. Uh, I need to make room for the word of God in my life uh, rather than say, oh, that's not for me. I've come to tell you there's a life-changing power that is in this house this morning. If you got faith to believe it, if you got room to receive it, uh, there is nothing that God cannot uh, and will not do in your life. Amen. He did not show me Peter declared that he cried. He wept with a loud voice over the city. Think of the plaintiff in a courtroom weeping when the, when the verdict is being read. Note the frustration in the life and in the voice of Jesus. Amen. Listen to his affection as it's spurned when it's met by the coldness of religion and the doubt of people. When he asked the question, how often, how often 
would I have gathered you repeatedly God's overture is made as he seeks the sinner and infinite patience amen but what if the human agent refuses the invitation of the Lord how often would I he said how often would I cried Jesus because he was willing he said behold I stand at the door and I knock and if any man would let me in let him bid me come I've come to preach to somebody on this Sunday morning that Jesus wants to move into your heart and he wants to move into your life but it's only if you're willing to open the door and let him in how often would I he said and you would not there is a clash of human will with the divine will as they hit head on together human will and God's will AD 70 came eventually with its terrible and swift destruction of the city of Jerusalem which knew not the day of its divine visitation. Even Jesus could not save them when they did not want to be saved. Did you hear me? Jesus could not save them when they did not want to be saved. He stood at the edge of the city weeping over it. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, he cried. I would have gathered you in. In other words, but you were not willing to be brought under my wing. You were not willing to come close to me. The unwillingness of mortal beings unmasks the cruel blight of sin that warps the human life. Jesus would, if you would just let him. The prophet cried the question on behalf of God. I would, but who would let me? I would, but who would let me? The voice of Jesus echoes in this house on this Sunday morning and he's saying I would heal you if you would let me. I would bless you if you would let me. I would save you if you would let me. I would turn it around if only you would let me. How many times have I left my miracle in the service because I was too distracted? Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. How many times have I left a breakthrough in the service because I, I couldn't bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of God? Well, I, I feel this here right now. How many souls walked out of here empty that came empty because our focus was in the wrong place? you see Jesus will not force himself on anybody he's a gentleman he will not force himself on anybody if you're willing to live with pain he'll let you if you're willing to live with sin he'll let you if you're willing to live with rebellion he will let you if you're willing to live bound by by doubt and fear and, and depression and anxiety he is gentle enough that he will let you he will stand over you every day of your life with arms spread as he did at the edge of the city of Jerusalem and he would cry oh Jerusalem oh Jerusalem I would I would have brought you to me I would have done something great in your life 
life, but you had too many things going on. You were listening to other voices instead of my voices. I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. There are people in this house right now that God says, I would use you, but you got too many things happening in your life. You're just way too busy with things that I can't even crack into your schedule. I would heal you, but you still got too much faith in medicine and man. I would bless you, but you won't submit to the covenants of financial lordship in your life. I would do that in your life, but I cannot overpower your will, and I will not overpower your desire, but I wonder if there's anybody in this house that would flip the script and say, Lord, you're not going to have to weep over me missing the moment. I'm going to rise to the occasion today and say, here I am, God. Whatever you want to do in my life, do it. Whatever I need, give it. Oh, God, I need a miracle, and I believe for a healing. Come on, lift those hands to heaven this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift that voice. Quickly lift that voice. I feel the Holy Ghost starting to move into somebody's life right now. You've wrestled with that unbelief. You've held on to that security blanket of insecurity. You've clutched that pain in your life long enough. Amen. Jesus says, I'm in this place today, and I will do it if only you would let me. I would heal if only you would let me. I would bless you if only you would let me. I'll bring revival into your home. If only you would let me, I will make you a man, a disciple maker. If only you will let me. If only you would let me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, First Church. That's it. I feel the stir of the Holy Ghost in this place right now. that Jesus wishes to do but he is hindered by these two well-known factors in our life yet unbelief may give way to faith unreadiness may give way to receptivity and unwillingness give way to action this morning at the cross the one refused the one who refused to save himself saved others it is written in Matthew chapter 28 and 18, Jesus said, all power, not most, not some, not all power alone in Jerusalem, not all power alone in the Middle East, but he said, all power is given to me, both in heaven and earth. Why then does he not exercise full power? See, that is the mystery of the event when Paul wrote in Philippians 2 and 8 and says he, why he does not force himself upon us. Why he does not put us in the most miserable position of life until we yield our unbelief, until it turns to faith. I cannot understand, I cannot fathom with my mere mortal mind why God does not force it to happen in our life. Amen, but here's what I know, is that God says to whomsoever will let him come. Amen, because he will not refuse the broken and the contrite spirit. He will, not, he will not refuse those that have humbled themselves. He will not refuse those who abase themselves in his presence and say, God, I need less of me and I need more of you. 
don't quite understand why God does what he does. If I were God, I'd do it a whole lot differently. I don't know why when, when there's unbelief in our life, God doesn't just turn the fire up on us. I don't understand that. I don't understand why when I have doubt in my life that God just doesn't let everything go wrong. The bank accounts go negative suddenly. The electricity goes out in the house. All of a sudden, my health will start to, I don't understand. But see, you see, the Bible says God's way better than any man could ever be. And the Bible says it is the goodness of God that leadeth men to love. Some rare occasions in this dispensation of grace that we live in, God will allow things to come in a hard way to get our attention. But most of the time, God pursues us with love and mercy and grace and kindness and gentleness and long-suffering and patience. And rather than forcing us because of bad, like a suitor courting a bride, he flirts his blessings out to us and says, come on and follow me. Not because you have to, but because you get to. And he leaves the sin get tired of being tired and sick of being sick and done with being down had enough of my frustrated faith that I can turn to him and he will hear me at the moment of my plea while seeking to win men while seeking to win men Jesus said I may be hindered the terms of acceptance are still the same 2,000 years later. While Jesus pursued Jerusalem, while he pursued Israel, they rejected him. He sought them. He bought them. And they still refused him. But the terms of acceptance are still the same. Three things. Believe, receive, and obey. Believe, receive and obey believe receive and obey do you need a miracle then believe for it then receive it then obey his word do you need a healing then believe for it receive it and then obey his word it's still as simple as it was then Woman, where are thou accusers? They all dropped their stone. The law had a right to kill her. She said, Lord, I have done. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Now go and sin no more. You see, she had to believe. She had to receive. And then she had to go obey and sin no more. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place in such a special way. Amen. You may have thought the day your healing comes, it would be in a stadium. It would be in a with some big name preacher. And it would be with a 50 voice choir. And it would be in some, no, but the healing of God's coming to your life right now. If you'll believe it, if you'll receive it and if you'll obey it no I thought it was going to be this way no see that's your unbelief your unbelief tries to reason it to your way oh but the word of God says if you can but receive it 
If you can but believe it and obey it, amen, I'll do anything that you need me to do in your life. I wonder if there's anybody in this place this morning that has a need. Is there anybody in this house that needs a healing in your body? You need a breakthrough in your spirit. You need the peace of God in your mind. If so, you ought to lift your hands right where you are right now and say, I'm not letting this moment pass me by. I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. Come on, lift that voice right now and say, Lord, I believe it. Lord, I believe it. Lord, I receive it. Lord, I'll obey it. Don't let history record of this service. Don't let history say of this day. Don't let it be written in the annals of time in God's book that on October the 16th, 2022, I would have worked many mighty miracles at First Church Woodland, but they would not believe. They would not receive. Oh, I feel something turning right now. I feel like somebody that life has frustrated you, the enemy of your soul has discouraged you. I feel the rising and the stirring of faith right now for somebody to receive from the Lord today, for somebody to receive from God today. Amen. The three things that Jesus did not do, he could have done, and he wants to do in this place today. somebody cry out to him right now if, if you need God to do something you ought to have that voice lifted right now you see, when miracles came, they lifted their voice. They got the attention of Jesus. You see, a voice lifted in prayer, a voice lifted in worship. You see, that's a sign of faith that says, Lord, I'm not going to let anybody around me hinder me. I'm not going to let anyone near me keep me away. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to get in the presence of the King because I'm not going to leave here the same way that I've come. I'm going to leave here changed. I'm going to leave here healed. I know what you might be saying, Pastor, I believed it before. Pastor, I have prayed that before. Pastor, I've responded before. Oh, but today is a new day. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what your need is. I don't know what it is that you need of God, but if you have faith, if you are willing to receive it and obey it, I challenge you to step out of your chair and make your way to the front this morning and say, yes, Lord. I believe it. Yes, Lord, I'm going to receive it. Yes, Lord, I'm going to obey it. Come on. Come on. I, I know your faith may be frustrating. I know you may be struggling in your faith right now and say, oh, I believed last Sunday. I've been believing for it to be healed for years, but I'm telling you it's a new day now. Come on, it's a new day now. Say, I don't know how to pray, just pray in faith. I don't know what to say, just worship in faith. God is drawn to faith. He's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. Come on, lift that voice in faith. He's going to make a way 
where there seemeth to be no way. sister cry out in faith not frustration cry out in faith not frustration oh God hear me today oh God hear my prayer Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.